Roll humps to all my fighting camels worldwide. I'm your quarterback, Hodge Malik Williams, and you're listening to the Orange and Black Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the Orange and Black Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the King Camel Grill, located at 174 North McKinley Street in downtown Coates, right up the road from campus. You can come on over to the King Camel Grill to enjoy their award-winning wings and burgers before or after any Campbell home game. Dylan Campbell is coming off of a bye week, a chance to regroup, relax a little bit, uh, take some time off, but uh, a big one coming up this Saturday as Campbell welcomes in Maine. Uh, for homecoming, that's always a, a big game every single year, uh, not only for the football team and the football program, but for the entire university. Dylan, how are you doing today, and what are you thinking about this Saturday? Yeah, I mean, definitely a bye week, but uh, we're going to jump right into the craziness of homecoming. Uh, there's going to be a lot of things happening, homecoming. Homecoming usually the big hoopla with uh, different exhibitions and um, different sports going on centered around uh, the football game uh, during the afternoon. So it's going to be a crazy day. Um, but yeah, it, it's perfect to come back off a, a bye week um, against a team that's kind of been struggling this season. And um, it should be interesting to interesting to see what happens in this game. Uh, first time playing Maine. Uh, this year. So um, I will get into the, the stats in just a second, but yeah, this is going to be an interesting week off a of bye week and right into the hoopla of, uh, of homecoming week. Yeah. Dylan Campbell is coming off a of bye week, but more importantly, they're coming off of a win before the bye week. You know, sometimes you get that loss heading into the bye week and, and it can kind of kill the entire vibe. But when you get that win um, before they were able to defeat Hampton on the road and get back on the right track and CAA play, they're able to get that win and go into the bye week with some winning momentum. And that gets a different vibe in the locker room when guys are just relaxing and kind of regrouping. You still have some uh, light practices and some walkthroughs um, that you know to kind of stay in the groove, but not as intense as a game week. But that's great whenever you can come off a win. But Campbell now uh, welcomes in Maine on Saturday. Um, and it'll be a tough test. Maine uh, has not won a road game this season. Um, so, but Campbell has not won a home game this season with the two that they played. So one of those statistics is going to have to budge, and we'll see what happens on Saturday. Uh, we'll get a little bit more uh, into Maine uh, here in a second, Dylan. But what what do you see from uh, this Maine Black Bears team uh, whenever they come into Barker Lane Stadium at 4 p.m. on Saturday? It's kind of two versions uh, of Maine, and, and Maine's had a really tough schedule. Um, they probably stack up between the – toughest schedules in SCS. I mean, in a three week span, you're playing, you're at uh number two, North Dakota state, always a hard team, former uh, champions of the SCS. Then you're hosting Rhode Island number 21 at that time, which is always a hard game. And then you're at William and Mary, um, which was number five at the time. So that that's always a hard, hard schedule. Um, especially when you're in the FCS and that's just a, a gauntlet of that three weeks right there. Um, just really, really tough. I, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, but um, 
And then to come back, get your first CAA win against Stony Brook in impressive fashion. Um, and then they go to Richmond, lose that game, and then um, come back last week, uh, get the L versus Long Island University, or get the win versus Long Island University. So um, it, it's kind of the record. I wouldn't put too much into the record because when you face three teams in the top 25, that's no fun at all in three weeks. Uh, and then you host your first – or you go on the road your first game against a um, FIU – um, team that you lose two by two points, uh, which is always hard. So um, I, I think you start kind of looking into the CAA minus Rhode Island, William Mary. Those are top 25 teams and always going to be hard. If you look at Stony Brook, Stony Brook's kind of the bottom of the CAA. Um, you should be winning those games um, going on the road to, to Richmond. Richmond's kind of um, Richmond's obviously above in terms of the CAA. Um uh, with the impressive CAA stretch. So that'll be a tough game. And then um, you're out of conference versus Long Island, um, getting that getting that win. And then you come back and you face an impressive Campbell team. Uh, it's not a fun fun year for, for Maine, but it's kind of ups and downs. And then you take a three-week stretch that's just uh, really, really hard. And you put that into their schedule, and, and then you kind of look at outside of that. So – these main black bears are kind of up and up and down this season. Yeah, they have definitely been tested early in the season. I uh, put through the gauntlet and Campbell was able to face William and Mary as well. So they know what they're going up against. Uh, they lost to Richmond. As you mentioned, Campbell will play them. will play Richmond the following week. So it'll be a good barometer uh, to see really where the Campbells are over the next two games and where they really stand in CAA play. And as they look, uh, from the outside looking in on the FCS playoffs. Dylan, this main team has been tested, but if there is one thing that you can definitely look at is they are going to pass the football on Saturday. They averaged 238 yards a game through the air. That's sixth in the CAA, and they only averaged 87 yards on the ground, and that ranks dead last in the CAA. So when we look at this main team, on the offensive side of the ball, they're definitely going to want to sling it around. And one thing to take note of is uh, their wide receiver, wide receiver Joe Gillette, he's tallied 20 catches for 367 yards and five touchdowns over his last three games. That's fallen after only to holding in nine catches with no touchdown in their first four games. So started the season off slow and he's really picked it up as of late. So, it's going to be an aerial attack, and you got to look uh, at them getting it to to Gillette there. Yeah, I mean Gillette's going to be their main guy, but their their QB is the sling of the ball. I mean, he's got, already got fifteen hundred yards a season, um, ten touchdowns, seven seven interceptions. So you're kind of you're you're looking at that interceptions um, as the the big key. Hopefully, you get some picks uh, yeah. prone to take, the picks. Take the good with the bad if you're a main fan there. Exactly. I mean, 10 touchdowns is, is probably somewhere in the FCS tops or in, in one in the top 20, at least um, in terms of, and like you said, it's going to be throwing the ball and it's not just Joe Gillette. Um, they got uh, another guy, uh, bon- Montego Moss, uh, who's got a lot of catches as well. I mean, he's got 22 catches for 305 yards and three TDs himself. 
Um, so he's going to be right there alongside Joe Gillette. And then uh, Jamie Lawson is kind of their third wide receiver. He's got 22 catches this year. So, I mean, they got pretty much uh, seven, six to seven wide receivers with 100-plus yards. So um, you know what you're going to get with this main offense being uh, pass-heavy. Um, and then you can kind of not worry about the rushing as much. I mean, uh, Tristan Keenan also has five touchdowns the season on the ground. So you still have to worry about it, but not as much as, as a William and Marion Bronson Yoder type. So it is kind of the vice versa um, with William and Mary. You so worry about the run with William and Mary and um, with Maine, you're not worried about the run. You're worried about the passing. So, uh, I think it gives that run defense a little break. Um, it puts that pass defense has been really, really good um, on Sean this week, and I, I think they'll do well against this main offense. Yeah, we've talked about it all year. The, this defense for Campbell is fast, and they're very talented. And on the outside, they can keep up with just about anybody, but it has been the run game that has gashed them um, in games where they just couldn't hold on uh, throughout the full four quarters. So this is a chance for Campbell to really – uh, rely on that passing defense and, you know, just take out the run game completely at the beginning and then really force them to just throw the ball and see if you can shut it down. It's going to be uh, what they love to do and what you know that you can stop. So we'll see what the Camels can do on Saturday. Dylan, moving over to the defensive side of the ball, kind of hard to to tell exactly how good this defense is for the Black Bears. As you mentioned, they played a lot of talented teams, an FBS team and some really uh, high-powered offensives on the FCS level. But in Big South uh, – Big South, Dylan, what am I doing? I'm so glad to be out of that Come conference. on. Yeah, I we can't moved, even believe we I said that. that. Come on, Andrew. Uh, we had, uh, marker had number one South. on Big South. <laughs> yeah, they had Big South Basketball Media Day this week, and uh, I think everyone in the chat was a consensus uh, happy that we are no longer in that league. So I apologize to the CAA for even comparing uh, the Big South and the CAA there. Anyway, in CAA play, um, this Black Bears team, uh, they've allowed 29 uh, points per game. That's ninth in the CAA. And their total defense rates 13th out of 15th uh, in the league. So they're giving up a lot of yards. They're giving up a hefty amount of points. Um, so we'll see if this Campbell offensive attack can remain balanced like we saw uh, two weeks ago against Hampton, wherever they were able to throw the ball and uh, run the ball effectively. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, do that against this defense that has allowed a lot of yards and a lot of points this year. Dylan, what do you see on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, it's like you said, it, it's kind of gash them early and hopefully we can put them to bed very early. There's not one guy that kind of stands out. Um, Tyshawn Stewart leads them in, in total tackles. Um, and Isaiah Henderson, I mean, you kind of got to watch out for him. He's got six TFLs, um, on, on the season with 32 total tackles with him. So, I mean, you, there is something to be worried about. And then Abdul Stewart has three picks. So hopefully Hodgley can, um, limit the picks. Um, but there is some guys to look out for. Um, even though this defense is ranked 13th out of 15th in the CAA, um, but there is still something to worry about. This main defense is not a total write-off um, in terms of the CAA. Um, it's not like the, the Big South where we can write off some defenses, but um, with with Maine, that this defense is still needs to be worried about um, 
when you go in there Saturday. Um, but you want to use that homecoming crowd to your advantage, get up early, get up often. Hopefully we could put uh, 28 in the bag really, really early against this talented defense and, and kind of put them to bed early. Cause I think that's been the, been the issue. We get up big so early in, in these games. I mean, NC central to be one um, Hampton was another um, those games. We were up big early, couldn't finish the job. So you, you want to get up early um, and just kind of take the will out of this main, main defense. Um, and hopefully, um, use that homecoming crowd and, and get them amped up really early, really often. Yeah, Dylan, uh, it'll be a good test for the Camels on Saturday. One thing to note about that defense is, yes, they've given up a lot of yards. They've given up a good amount of points, uh, but they rank second in the CEA in turnovers force and fifth nationally with 14 turnovers force uh, this season. So it'll be key for the Camels to hold on to the football. If Hodgley Williams can just make good decisions like he's done all year, that'll be good. And then the running backs and receivers are going to need to hold on to that ball whenever they're going down. But that'll be something to keep an eye on. And really, you know, whenever you're able to force 14 turnovers through um, seven games, I mean, you're averaging two a game there. So that can really keep you in some ball games, even when it's ugly um, and not really even that close. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. Is Campbell's going to need to keep uh, their hands on the football and not turn it over on Saturday. Dylan, it's good to have uh, football back um, and good uh, to be able to get back into the groove of things. It was kind of nice to not have to worry about uh, watching the game on Saturday, but you give us your final thoughts and your predictions for this game on Saturday as Campbell uh, kind of really gears back up in the CAA play. Yeah, I mean, it was good to watch that uh, crazy Oregon versus Washington game uh, that happened on Saturday. So it was good to watch uh, points galore and Oregon just kind of buffering it at at the end. But um, I, I think this is going to be this is going to be a good game. Also, shout out to BJ Wilkins, uh, who was on the midseason watch list for the uh, Jerry Rice uh, award, which is the top freshman in the, CA, uh, in the FCS, excuse me. Um, so there's four other CA, uh, members on that as well, but, um, hopefully VJ can be right there at the end and, uh, hopefully pull it out. Um, but yeah, this, this should be a good game. If you want to see Campbell offense and Hodge Malik, um, shine this is going to be the game game for it um i i think coming off a of bye week you're going to be coming into a game where you're not going to be as stressed um you're going to be wanting to do a lot of your work early um and often and then hopefully get some guys out there that uh don't play as often and, and get some shine um, but I think you want to put this to bed early and improve a point out, out of the bye week that we're we're here and we're going to take the back half of our schedule really seriously. With, like you said, we said in past podcasts, is this back half of the schedule um, with Maine and Richmond, um, hopefully two winnable games, and then it's going to turn into a, a gauntlet at the end. So um, you want to prove a point here, get you guys back in kind of the football shape, and then get them eyes looking forward towards the back half of the season. Yep. You, you definitely swing into the second half of the season here, a good time for the bye week right in the middle of the season, but everything is ahead of this team. If they can handle business, 
and you know win out uh, all their FCS games and see what happens um, in Chapel Hill. Even though in the grand scheme of things, that's not going to make a huge difference um, as you're looking at the end of the year. Um, but Campbell has everything ahead of them. As we take a look at their upcoming schedule, they do like this weekend. They have Maine, then they go to Richmond. Uh, as we mentioned, they head to Chapel Hill on November 4th before Senior Day, where they welcome in nationally ranked Delaware, and then they close out the season on November 18th at North Carolina A&T, a familiar opponent there. So a lot of winnable games there. Delaware will definitely be the biggest test, but one game at a time for head coach Mike Mentor and his fighting camels. Dylan, uh, let's let's uh, jump into some of the other sports real quick, and then we can talk a, a little bit of uh, maybe some baseball and the, the CAA office and other fun stuff like that. Yeah, no, there was a, a lot of different uh, sports going on, and uh, we can also talk about the homecoming schedule at the end. But uh, let's start out at men's golf, which they had a spectacular week. Um, just compared to the the how the season has been going, uh, went through the George uh, Georgetown Intercollegial and finished third. Um, at that, beating teams like uh, Eastern Michigan. Georgetown themselves, uh, Richmond, a CAA uh, opponent, if you want to call it in golf, but a, a familiar opponent now, and William Mary as well. So, um, congratulations to the men's golf team uh, for a top five and top three pen- finish for them. And also, congratulations to Yakum uh, Larson Tenger, uh, who is the top Campbell finisher at plus three, tied for 10. So, congratulations to them. That's a, that's a, a, a big statement um, towards their back half of the year as they have two more um, tournaments left to go before they uh, get to the CAA um, tournament and down in South Carolina. So um, that, that's good for them. Um, a great kind of uh, stamp of approval on, on the schedule for them. So uh, congratulations to them. Uh, move on to, uh, men's soccer, they only have one game this week uh, at Elon. Um, unfortunately, losing that game two to three um, with uh, Ty Reese at Chisholm with a with a brace, um, scoring his second goal in the 84th minute to make it close. So they just couldn't uh, tie up the game. So uh, unfortunate loss, um, high scoring game. But uh, congratulations to Ty. Reese Chisholm for the, for that brace. I think that'll be his fifth goal of the season for them. Women's soccer had a outstanding um, game. If you want to say the least, uh, I, Andrew, I don't know if you watched this game. I kind of peered into it uh, when I started getting text messages uh, about this, but uh, women's soccer, I guess had something to prove in Hampton. Uh, oh I, my I gosh. Yeah. 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 Six six nothing. Uh, they beat Hampton, um, and I think the biggest stat uh, that uh, <laughs> I saw uh, we had twenty nine shots compared to two on their side, and I think we had seventeen on goal. Me, yeah, crazy. Was yeah, that shots and, on goal or just yeah, uh, shots shot? on goal was seventeen, and I think okay. they had one shot on goal, but overall they had twenty nine shots. Yeah, regular shots. But yeah, 29. that's so crazy. Yeah, um, and there was uh, six different scores as well. Um, so I guess women's soccer had aggression to get out, and the Pirates were just right there for the taking. Um, but that is a huge win for women's soccer, making it their fourth on the year. 
um for them but yeah absolutely crazy um scenes uh in hampton virginia um and then we'll go to another big win uh for volleyball at home versus the college of charleston on the 14th and 15th two sweeps that's what you love to see he puts them at 10 and 10 uh right now which is what you want um when you get to this part of the schedule, you want to see those sweeps. You want to, you want to take two, not just split them. Um, and then if you look at the standing standings for them, seven and three thousand eight and two, and you're tied seven, three with Northeastern Delaware. Um, so you're right up there in terms of the top of the conference. Um, hopefully we can gain some more, maybe get into the top two, um, seeds and, and close out that. So I think a make a huge difference when and the confidence will be skyrocketing for volleyball um if we can get some uh some wins uh wrapping up i think that's what coach coach Carl wanted when he made that schedule is you kind of you're hoping when you get for towards college of charleston and then some of these uh games against uh one opponent that's going to be right near you and a couple opponents that are kind of below you that should be easy sweet weekends and then you're going to the CAA tournament uh looking like uh the the queens of the CAA so um this should be good for volleyball congratulations to them 3-0 sweeps um for volleyball putting them 10 and 10 on the season yeah Dylan heading back over to women's soccer so how the the and then we'll talk about volleyball because there's a lot of exciting stuff going on there but just basically women's soccer has two games left um so they're kind of in the the final stages of their season um which for everyone who works in the athletic department uh, I'm sure they're they're happy even though they won't say it um I know I would be smiling if I was still working at Campbell and there was only two games left but Campbell only has two games left. Six teams make the CAA uh, women's soccer tournament. Uh, right now, uh, four teams have already clinched a spot. That's Hofstra, Towson, Monmouth, and Northeastern. Campbell is currently sitting in the eighth place spot, um, but they sit there with 11 points with three games left to go. So they can get a max of six more points, and that would put them at 17. Um, so they basically need to win their next two games and hope that somebody else loses to have a chance to play in the CAA tournament. Um, but we'll see how all that plays out uh, this week. But left on their schedule, the Camels have Elon this Thursday at home, and then they travel to Monmouth, who's been uh, really solid this season. Uh, and they play that game this Sunday. So a big two games coming up for the Camels. We'll see if they can pull it out and make a push to make it into the CAA Women's Soccer Tournament. Dylan, let's hop, I'm going to hop back over to, to women's volleyball. You touched on it some, but Campbell has four, four series left, basically. Uh, let me one, two, three. yep, four series left, um, in the rest of their season. Uh, you have Northeastern at home this weekend. Then you have, you travel to Hostra and then you have Hampton and at North Carolina Ante. Northeastern sits right above Campbell. And the standings right now, uh, that's just based off like a head to head and who they've beaten, but they both have a seven and three record. And then you have Hostra, who is right below Campbell. So if Campbell is able to, let's say, you know, go three and one over these next four games, then you can really close out the season against Hampton 
and ANC. Let's be honest, those are some matches that you should be able to sweep um, those two series. And then Campbell can be really sitting pretty as they head into uh, the CAA tournament there for on the volleyball side. Yeah, I mean, and also the the note that I, I was doing my research and in, in Northeastern pretty much got a bye week this week. Um, they were supposed to play in Hampton. Hampton had to forfeit both of their games this weekend due to some health concerns. So uh, Northeastern got a, a two free wins in a bye week because um, that's the rules in the CAA. Um, if you have to forfeit, you get two wins. So Northeastern pretty much got a bye week. So it's going to be interesting to see um when they come into town, uh, you're kind of in the motion of, of doing that week. And then you kind of have a free week. So a, a bye week, if you want to call it. So it's going to be interesting to see what Northeastern looks like um, when they come into town, pretty much off, uh, off a weird bye week uh, if, if you want to put it there. So uh, yeah, just that note, I was interested to see that you don't see it much often now, but um Northeastern is going to be interesting coming off that essential bye week. Yeah, I mean, it's a big one this weekend and a lot going on around campus. So everyone who's on campus for homecoming, be sure to head over to the volleyball game on Saturday, especially. Um, and you're going to be able to to see a great match and hopefully see Campbell continue to propel themselves. As, as we've talked about and you've definitely mentioned all throughout this fall is Coach Goral likes to challenge himself in the non-conference um, you know, you don't get those pretty wins early, but you're able to be ready for conference play and when it really matters, which is right now as you hit the final stretch of your season and head into the conference tournament, which we've seen year after year over the previous four years or so where Coach Goral has had uh, the ladies ready to go um, during tournament time and leading to some regular season titles and uh, some tournament titles as well. So, So good stuff there. Um, for the ladies on the court. Dylan, kind of sad, uh, as we were scrolling down through our notes, uh, we just have to pass over uh, the baseball schedule that, that we already have in our hands. Um, we touched on it last week, but a lot of exciting stuff going on there. Um, and we'll touch on that when it officially comes out. We don't want to, to ruin anything and, and get any trouble, um, but some exciting matchups there. Uh, we can talk about the hump, uh, some renovations that went in there. Uh, they put in some like tiered steps almost out there in right field. So that'll be a cool new addition for Jim Perry Stadium this upcoming season. Dylan, uh, just a lot of baseball content in general. Uh, D1 Baseball was out there uh, last week that we touched on some and talking about some of the arms on the mound and some guys that we can see behind, um, you know, out in the field. But we've seen a lot of content on on Twitter or X, um, which is good. and And a lot of it, has been talking about how Campbell is a mid-major a mainstay and a powerhouse and how it's just a continual uh, reload process as opposed to rebuild for head coach Justin Hare. Yeah, I think the big question since we a lot of guys leaving, like you said on the last pod, is, is what Coach Hare is going to do. And Co- Coach Hare did classic Coach Hare where he, he has him and his guys go out to these JUCO colleges and take a look at these guys either uh there or at tape and and get them to come to campbell and and if you read the d1 uh baseball report um if you haven't you can go to our discord chat uh andrew has lovely posted the whole entire report i appreciate that andrew um for that Uh, and kind of the report just did a breakdown the whole entire team and you kind of look at it and 
But first thing out of my mind was this is classic coach hair. Coach hair is going to go into the Juco colleges, bring some freshmen in and just reload again. Uh, He's still got some mainstays on the team uh, with, with chance to uh, chance to will the Mr. Shohei Otani himself, Grant Nip. Um, You got the, the law and order Lawson Harrell. Um, coming back and a bunch more guys. I mean, Dalen Thompson, Peyton Howard, just, I mean, you can go on. So you have some, some veterans on this team and then you get some, some new guys in here that come in um, and you just kind of broke it down and those could be competition. Um, the veterans that are out there are still going to have to prove that they deserve a spot um, in the starting lineup. And you're going to have to prove that you, you want to spot the bullpen or you want to, spot in the rotation. I mean, the rotation is going to have a lot of veterans with chance and Jackson Roberts, and then uh, some newcomers in there as well. So uh, it's going to be the same old coach hair. You're going to have some veterans mixed in with some, with some Juco guys who want to prove that they belong in, in this level of competition. And, um, and I think we're still getting more guys. I, we had a, another guy um, from Southern Miss come to Campbell. Hopefully he can get, uh, proved and ready to go for um for this season just adds another guy and I'm um, pretty sure we're not done um recruiting coach hair is always out there looking and and like you said I look at the schedule and I just uh, can't wait to talk about it it's going to be a fun schedule with a lot of interesting nuggets um and interesting matchups that Campbell have and I think it's going to be tons of fun um throughout the season and um this team's gonna gonna be fun um fun this season i i think um the pressure's on and d1 baseball put it at the end and said the what they believe as the best mid-major team um so that's a big uh statement to put on this team and that's going to put a target on their back as they begin the season Absolutely. It'll be a fun spring. Uh, Still some time to wait. And in between now and then, we obviously have the conclusion of the football season, hopefully Campbell's first ever berth into the FCS playoffs. And then basketball season starts literally in a few weeks. Uh, The Creek Madness, which is kind of the kickoff to basketball season, is Thursday, October 26th. Um, That is in Gore Arena at 7 p.m. So you can go out for that. That's always free. Uh, You can kind of meet the team and stuff like that. And then Campbell opens up the season on Thursday, or it's not Thursday, it's a Monday, I believe, November the 4th against Navy. Um, and that'll be, I completely lied to you, it is Monday, November the 6th against Navy as uh, they kick off their season. Uh, that's one of the bigger home games for the Campbells this season, so a great chance to come out and see um, the team and kind of get an early test uh, for the guys on the court. Um Women's basketball in, in the same boat. Uh, they start on November 6th as well. So that's one of those where it's going to be a doubleheader uh, where you're going to have the women play in North Carolina Wesleyan at 530 inside Gore Arena, followed by the men's team uh, later that evening. The game will be at 8 o'clock. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, we'll, we're going to try to talk with head coach Kevin McGeehan as we inch closer to the season. Uh Wanted to give them a little time to, you know, to get into practice and stuff like that and kind of get situated. Uh, but it should be a fun one as we approach the season. Dylan, uh, 
you know, a lot of uh, let's just we'll jump into this kind of the CAA and some flow sports in general here. But, you know, we've had some complaints about flow sports and stuff. Um, I have uh, after the game football game at Hampton, I made some I was vocal uh, about some like the score bug not being on there. And I want to give a personal shout out to the CAA commissioner, Joe D'Antonio. He emailed me back after I sent him an email and he called me personally the next day and wanted to hear my concerns um, and told me that there, there is a process in the works or in the works is um, a standard uh, score bug across all sports for all schools. Um, but there's just some funding that has to go behind that. And it's a little more complicated than just flipping a switch. And Dylan, as you and I know, we both worked in athletics. That is typically the case that there's a lot more uh, behind the operation than just flipping a switch. Um, but I just want to like a lot of respect to, Commissioner D'Antonio for doing that um, and just showing that he cares. Um, and, th- and that means a lot um, to a lot of us. Uh, everyone that I told, they were super impressed that he did that. Um, so a lot of respect to him and everyone up at the CAA office. That's awesome. Um, but with the gripes that we've had with the, the flow sports deal, the beauty of it is it does offer a chance for CAA men's basketball games to be on uh, CBS Sports Network this winter. Uh, that schedule was released today. Campbell will have two of those games, both inside Gore Arena, uh, one against Elon and then one against UNCW. So Gore Arena and Bowie's Creek will be able to be on national television twice this year. And that is a great chance for all the fans to go and be in the stands and cheer it on and show how great the creek is. Um, but Dylan, what what are your thoughts? It's just awesome to to be on national television again, as opposed to just like one or two wild card games that you might not even get with the old Big South deal. Yeah, and it kind of to your point, um, and kind of I guess in but since we're not in ESPN, I can kind of share this without getting in trouble uh, now. So when when we're on ESPN Plus, when we and, and kind of fix my mistakes if I'm wrong, but um, we would get a package from ESPN that we record uh, that would have the original score bugs that ESPN wanted. Cause it's, if, if you look at the ESPN telecast, it's very standardized. And then um, our team uh, led by Charles Phillips um, and, and some of the people that, that work in the truck um, go in um, before the games and then kind of fill in um, those graphics um, to make them really nice and pretty, as you see on ESPN. I'm not sure how flow works. Um, I, I haven't talked to anybody. I, I would like to talk with them. Uh, they don't give them anything. Yeah, you, you don't get anything. So you're kind of building the graphics um, for freehand. Um, I would believe that Fo- Flow Sports is going to probably do something standardized um, down the road, Um Hopefully, otherwise we have a great team that will build those graphics. And and like you said, um, it looks like we're just kind of waiting on some funding to get in a uh, standardized score bug. So I think once that happens, which hopefully will be here pretty soon, um, we can get that going. But I appreciate the uh, commissioner reaching out to uh, to you, Andrew, and you sharing that um, information uh, with us. So um, in, in that, um, the, the CEA, um, in, in terms of um, just TV itself, um, putting us on uh, CBS uh, Sports Network is great coverage um, for us. Um, I think it, 
and personally, my opinion, you're guaranteed these two games. So it's better than um, having a, a wild card weekend where you don't know until pretty much like Tuesday, Wednesday, you're playing on ESPNU um, with the CBS Sports Network. They already released their schedule. Campbell knows when they're playing and we can hype it up more. Um, our, our team at athletics can use that time to hype these games up so we can get a big crowd there um and and show um what gore arena is like um i mean being there at gore arena um my four years at campbell um gore arena can get packed really quickly um and it can get really wild and hopefully for those two games uh, i believe against uh elon and uncw um with especially uncw being a a rivalry game um we could pack out go arena and and make it um a very loud um a loud arena um and it will translate on air so good for campbell to get those two games on there um and hopefully we'll get some more but uh it's good that right off the bat we know which two games are going to be on nationally televised um network cbs sport uh cbs sn yeah, and there is one wild card slot. That's the final day of the regular season. So you have to imagine if there's two teams at the top of the standings or, you know, that has some implications for the CAA tournament that that game will get flexed on to CBS Sports Network there. Um, and then heading into the tournament, uh, which will be held in Washington, D.C., uh, CBS Sports Network will also televise the semifinals and finals of the CAA Men's Basketball Championship. Um, so a lot of national publicity. And even when Campbell's not playing, you're still getting that that buzz. I mean, even if you're just looking at the standings, you know, and it pops up and people see the name, you're still getting that national publicity. But obviously, um, really good for Campbell that both of their guaranteed games on CBS Sports Network will be at home um, in Bowie's Creek. And then all the other games, of course, will be on Flow Sports um, where you can watch through their app there. Um, but some exciting stuff there. Um, we'll dive into some more basketball as we inch closer to the season, Dylan. I mean, it, it's a couple weeks away, so so we'll have to get into it. But um, some exciting times, Dylan. Do you have any final thoughts before we sign off? Yeah, just um, this week is going to be uh, wild, especially uh, kind of just going through the homecoming schedule starting Thursday, women's soccer. Um, and then Friday is going to be um, – it's going to be um, crazy. Uh, 7 a.m. Uh, the Blues Creek Wrestling Club has a golf outing, and then there's another golf outing out of that. And then um, at 7 p.m., I, I know um, they've been hyping it on the Campbell Call podcast, um, but head over to the Harris Student Union Theater um, to see the Campbell Basketball School documentary. They've been working so hard on this Um with uh, the people over at athletics um, having to take out their personal time to make this happen. And it's a very interesting stuff, uh, stuff about Campbell basketball school um, with some interesting names that people probably didn't know that were on the campus of Campbell university um, and know about Bowie's Creek. Um, so 7 PM Harris student union theater um, be there. It's going to be great. Um, and I think they'll do a Q&A afterwards so you can uh, ask um, plenty of questions uh, about the Campbell Basketball School um, and what that was all about. Um, so that'd be neat. And then Saturday, um, 
Andrew, I would probably get your water ready to go, get your running shoes ready because you're going to be all over the place um, starting bright and early at 9 a.m. Men's basketball has got an open scrimmage in Gore. Um, And then right outside should be the uh, wrestling orange and black um, little scrimmage thing that they do at 11 a.m. And then from 1230 to four, the alumni village will be open. And then the Pepsi tailgate town um, will be right there as well. 1245 will be the Camel walk. And then you want to run over to volleyball um, for admission. They're going to be at Gore Arena playing Northeastern. Um, and once they wrap up, you're going to be wanting to run over to Barker Lane Stadium for homecoming football game against Maine. Um, and then if you're not tired of Campbell uh, sports and you have a third, fourth, fifth, 16th wind, uh, men's soccer is also going to be on campus starting at seven uh, against William and Mary. And then to top it all off, Sunday, uh, 1 p.m., volleyball will have uh, their second game against Northeastern and Gore Arena. So a lot of things happening on campus this weekend, uh, especially Saturday. Uh, get your running shoes ready to go because you're going to be hopefully all over the place um, with volleyball at 1, uh, football game at 4 o'clock, and then men's soccer wrapping out the homecoming day on Saturday at 7 o'clock, and then volleyball getting the curtain jerker um, on Sunday um, at 1 p.m. Hopefully they'll be able to wrap that all up. Dylan, sorry, while while you were going through all that, I looked on Twitter and FIU and Sam Houston are playing tonight. They posted a picture of the stands. There's literally eight people there. Well, I mean, like when you, who are they playing? It's FIU, who is three and four, zero oh and four in their conference versus zero oh and six Sam Houston. I call that a barn burner. What are you talking about? I mean, speaking I- of barn burners, I didn't realize this, but our wrestling team is taking on Wyoming in a barn. Wait, what? Yeah, go look in- at the Campbell Wrestling Twitter. Uh, they like quoted a Wyoming cowboy thing, or the Wyoming wrestling. Uh, page and apparently uh there it's called the battle in the barn so campbell's gonna that's what that one's gonna be on ufc fight pass as well so campbell's gonna be on ufc fight pass to open up the season um at fort liberty it's fort bragg um in fayetteville and then they play or they take on wyoming and they're wrestling in a barn oh my god it's in a barn in the middle of nowhere yeah it's gonna be awesome that's uh, hold on I understand Wyoming is probably the middle of nowhere. No offense to the University of Wyoming. Um, this is a great concept, by the way. Josh um, Allen is going to kill you if you talk Josh Allen, I, I, I have nothing bad to say about Wyoming. Also, their uniforms, if you want to call it, look pretty cool um, for this battle. Singlets. Singlets, my bad. Um, I couldn't get the word out. Um, but the battle in the barn hats off to Wyoming. I mean, if you just look at the schedule, because if you have the Battle of the Barn, then you go to Las Vegas for the Las Vegas invite. Um, and then, so you're, November 1st, your battle, battle on Fort Bragg, um, which is going to be insane. Anyways, um, UFC Fight Pass. Um, and shout out to Campbell Wrestling Team to get a lot of this on UFC Fight Pass. Um, that was a great deal. Um, for them to have and is going to be 
a great deal for hopefully years to come if they can keep it. Um, and I think it's great that we're getting that much exposure. So you have Fort Bragg, a barn, and then you're going to Las Vegas. Like, what kind and of you play at Nebraska, which is really good. You play yeah, at Virginia it, Tech, who competes for the ACC title every exactly. year. Exactly. You go Sh- Purdue. Big shout team. out to my Hokies. You play well, and then you welcome in Purdue, Stanford, and North Dakota State um, for a trio of home matches, which should be awesome. Yeah, and and this, and like, I believe this, one of those is going to be on Fight Pass as well. Yeah, I mean this. And this uh, wrestling team, I mean, we've been hyping them up. This is, uh, they're going to be good. So if you want to see some good content, uh, go to Fort Bragg and then um, Nebraska is going to be fun. And then watch them battle it out in a barn. Um, I don't know how fans are going to work at that. Do you like, how, how I mean, it, I don't think a lot of people can get tickets. Yeah, so this is going to be great coverage. Um, This is going to be interesting. I'm going to try to go to the one in Fayetteville. Yeah, that's going to be great. I think last year um, I saw footage of that, and it looked looked like a blast. They had a giant plane in the background, and it was exactly. So I mean, that's going to be great. Um, I think that was actually their debut on UFC Fight Pass, so they made it spectacular but um i i'm gonna be watching the battle at the barn i mean why not like <laughs> shout out to wyoming that's all i gotta say that is incredible um to be battling out in an actual barn so shout out to wyoming giddy up dylan it's gonna be a good one Anyway, that's that's the exciting news of the day. It's just everywhere we look. Uh, but, Dylan, uh, another great week. Campbell plays this weekend for homecoming on Saturday as they welcome in Maine uh, for a 4 o'clock p.m. kickoff. Fall ball's going on. Wrestling is fighting on military bases and, and barns. Um, next thing we know, they're going to ride in on a real camel. And that'll be awesome. Hey, don't and tempt fate. Don't tempt fate. That might actually happen. If they do that, I have to be there for that because I definitely want to take some pictures of that. Um, and then basketball season is right around the corner. And we'll dive into that more in the coming weeks as we gear up for both the men's and women's basketball seasons. But Dylan, thanks for hopping on again. Everybody have a great week. Thanks for listening and go Camels.